On this episode of the podcast, which NFL quarterbacks have the most approved this season? Cam Newton and Kevin Benjamin drama? Is Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the same category as Tiger Woods and LeBron James? And what does it mean now for the Houston Rockets now that they have finally signed Carmelo Anthony? They are definitely a championship contender. I know that the Golden State Warriors have Boogie Cousins. Yes, we all know that. But let's think about this. It, let's let's say the Rockets had Carmelo Anthony last year. Chris Paul gets hurt. Really and truly, what they needed was another playmaker. Carmelo Anthony, as you can say, he's getting washed up or whatever, but he's a playmaker. If Carmelo Anthony is on that team those last two games, the Rockets' chance to win that series go up. Yeah, They just do. Carmelo Anthony has still has post-game. I've seen that, and he can still drain the three-point shot. That's what the Rockets need right now. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the New Channel Sports Podcast. My name is Oeni, and I'm your host today. Sitting all the way across from me is my co-host. What's going on, Chris? What's good? Trey is not available today. He is a very, very busy man. He has other obligations to take care of, but we are here, and we have a lot of stuff to talk about on the table. Carmelo Anthony is finally, <laughs> officially, a Houston Rocket. I've had mixed emotions about this from going past, you know, last year. Yeah. Now that it is finally officially done, some of the negative emotions are actually coming back now. I was positive about it at mm-hmm. first. I was like, yes, he's here. And I thought about it like, yeah, Carmelo is here. Yeah. So, mm, you know, him and Dan Tony didn't have a really good stint in New York. Do we expect that to change now that he's a Houston Rocket? We would hope so as Rocket fans, right? That it would change. But D'Antoni brought something up that was really a good point. He said the situation in New York and the situation in Houston is a lot different. When he went to New York, he was traded, and they traded away basically the core of the team outside of Amari Stoudemire. So he gets there, and there's really no longer players to run D'Antoni's system because everybody's gone, which causes them to clash heads with D'Antoni and Anthony. But here in Houston, that's not the case. He's more coming. He's obviously older. He's not the star he was. But he's not coming to a team that's giving something up. If anything, he's coming to a team that's already loaded. This is true. I do expect a lot more from this combination of D'Antoni and Carmelo Anthony back together the second time around. A key component in all this is also Chris Paul. Chris Paul's leader of that basketball team. Chris Paul wants Carmelo Anthony there. Chris Paul and Carmelo Anthony are buddies. So I do expect it to work out better than it did the first go around. Is Carmelo Anthony going to come off the bench? Mm. I don't know about all that. I'm seeing stuff in media about Carmelo Anthony is saying that he will be fine coming off the bench or that the Rockets want him to come off the bench. Yeah. But why would he come off the bench? Who's going to start in front of him? Gerald Green? I mean, who? Ryan Anderson? Carmelo- hey, Rhino was starting last season. Don't don't play Rhino like that. But he's not going to start in front of Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony, unless they pick somebody else up, 
I can't see any rocket on this team just starting in front of Carmelo. But you know what's funny? So when the trade goes down, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski tweets. He's like, hey, he officially signs, expects to play off the bench. Ten minutes later, it's like, well, Rockets could consider playing him off the bench because I don't know what his sources were, but clearly this brother doesn't want to play off the bench. But they asked him today, they said, Melo, will you play off the bench? And he says, we'll let it play out. I don't know what that means in Melo's land. I think in his head, he's still a star. But I think the Rockets, if they're smart, and I think they have because of the language everybody's using, they probably had a conversation with him saying, hey, bro, uh, you're going to be riding the pine. You have to learn how to play off the bench. Because I don't think the Rockets are done making moves this summer. That's what it is. And that was going through my head. This has to mean that the Rockets aren't done making moves, which is almost obvious. You know, Daryl Morey is always looking to make this Houston Rocket team better. If he wasn't looking to do that, he would have told Carmelo, you're starting. Don't worry about it. You're going to be a starter. But because there are more moves to come, he needs to let Carmelo know, hey, you're not <laughs> guaranteed a starting spot on this team. If they find themselves in a situation where it's clear cut that Carmel Anthony is going to be the sixth man and they have somebody else in the starting rotation that is as good or better than he is, mm-hmm. then Rockets fans should be ecstatic. And that and that's really what it's about. It's really not about who starts. It's about who finishes games. But more importantly than that, think about Eric Gordon. For example, he's a bench player, but he comes in the game pretty much every once a game starts by the eight minute mark. He's already in the game. He's only sitting down for about four minutes. And the reason why that's possible is the Rockets don't have a traditional bench. It's more like a goon squad because you have Chris Paul and you have James Harden and one of them is always on the floor. So the only way you can do that is you stagger minutes. So the Rockets don't have a traditional bench from the standpoint of you're sitting for six, eight minutes before you come to the game. Nah, five minutes of the game you're already getting in the game because of the way they stagger their minutes. Right. And I can agree with that. I mean, I'm glad you bring up Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon and P.J. Tucker are, to me, more important than Trevor Reza was to this team. I know everybody, not everybody, but people who are not Rockets fans will say that the loss of Trevor Reza, oh, no, the Rockets are not as good as they were last year. Now, if they would have lost Eric Gordon or P.J. Tucker, I would definitely be on that bad way. Yep. Do you know how many huge shots Eric Gordon hit for that team in that playoff run? Pretty much every big shot that was made that wasn't Chris Paul making it. It was Eric Gordon. It was Eric Gordon. Do you know how many huge defensive stops that P.J. Tucker had all season. in that play? And not, not, I'm just well, all season, obviously, but you could say the same thing about Trevor Ariza. I'm just talking about specifically in the playoffs because Trevor Ariza, he kind of disappeared in the playoffs. He, yeah, didn't, he, he didn't hit as many big shots as you would want him to. He, he was... Really, let's be clear. Most of the Rockets players didn't play great in the playoffs, but he was standout, he being Ariza, playing subpar. And people, I mean, national media, let's call them what they are. They say, well, the Rockets lost are basically trading Carmelo Anthony for Trevor Reese and Luka Mbamute. I'm like, first of all, Luka Mbamute didn't play in the playoffs. At all. At all. So they were one half again to the finals with a cat who didn't play. So he's gone. I'm sure Darren Moore was okay with that. And you lose uh, a, a Reza, you have a player, Carmelo Anthony, that's potentially replacing him. You have a player, Big James Ennis, who's potentially replacing him. And then you don't know what you need to do with that uh, Ryan Anderson contract. So well, they're going to get rid of Ryan Anderson. That's what they're trying to do. They're Ooh, trying hard. Bro, they've been doing that for years. <laughs> they've been trying for I years. can only hope that they actually eventually do get rid of him, though. 
get that contract as far away as possible. Yeah, that that contract is obviously an issue for that for for Darryl Morey. But other than that, when you look at Chris Paul, likely he's going to be leading that second unit. You don't really see, at least I don't envision a situation where it'll be Carmelo Anthony on the floor without Chris Paul on the floor. So it would almost behoove Carmelo Anthony to come off the bench with Eric Gordon when Carmelo when Chris Paul stays on the floor, right? It is almost better for you to come off the bench rather than start in the game because that's when Chris Paul is going to be on the floor. I would always match him and Chris Paul being on the floor at the same time. So if that means he starts and sits with Chris Paul, that's fine. But having James Harden and Carmelo Anthony on the floor at the same time without Chris Paul there, it smells like trouble. Chris Paul, he is better at getting other players involved. And this is really the key piece. Without Chris Paul in the equation, I would not be on high on this as I am right now. I had to I had to come around to it because I was one of the people that said, I don't know if this Chris Paul and James Harden thing is going to work out together. I didn't think it would. Yeah. But I was completely wrong, and I'm glad I was completely wrong. Yeah. Um, as far as the moves the Rockets have made ever since Daryl Morey has come into play, you've kind of questioned some of them, but they've all pretty much worked out for the best. Chris Paul is definitely the deciding factor in all this. The, the Rockets are almost just like the Texans. If they can stay healthy, yeah, they are definitely a championship contender. I know that the Golden State Warriors have Boogie Cousins. Yes, we all know that. But let's think about this. It, let's, let's say the Rockets had Carmelo Anthony last year. Chris Paul gets hurt. Really and truly, what they needed was another playmaker. Carmelo Anthony as... You consider he's getting washed up or whatever, but he's a playmaker. If Carmel Anthony is on that team those last two games, the Rockets' chance of winning that series go up. Yeah. They just do. Carmel Anthony has still has post game. I've seen that, and he can still drain the three point shot. That's what the Rockets need right now. Yeah. And, they and, need that. And the thing that makes me. Trevor Ariza missed 15 games last season. You know what the Rockets' record was? What was that, 15 and 0? 14 and 1. 14 and 1. So people were just saying, oh, they're going to miss him. They're going to miss him so much. Like, you clearly weren't watching. The system is a James Harden and Chris Paul show. They both make it go. But let me ask you this, because nobody ever talks about it. If you had to credit one of the superstars, either James Harden or Chris Paul, for making it work, who do you give the credit to? It's neither. I'm going to have to give credit to Mike D'Antoni. Because we talked about those three people going into the season. And how important it was for them to do something for their legacy. Mike D'Antoni goes in there. He puts his system in play. And Chris Paul and James Harden, they just they just play with it. I think that he gets most of the credit. I don't think that I can just say that it's Chris Paul or James Harden. Because like I said, at, when it started, I didn't think it was going to work. Yeah, I thought that Chris Paul was going to need the ball on his hands more often. Or James Harden would. Don't get me wrong. They did butt heads a little bit. During the season. what That's basketball. Yeah. That's sports. So it was Mike D'Antoni's job to make sure the ship stayed afloat. And he did a wonderful job with that. And I agree with that. And particularly because with him staggering the minutes. Yeah. To make sure one of them is always on the floor. They both had a long enough stretch where there's only one of them on the floor. And they could go back and do what they need to do. Because there were a couple of times last season where you saw Chris Paul bring the ball up the court. Where he had that Clippers way where he was orchestrating things. And that completely came out during the playoffs when James Harden... You know, had his little issues. So, honestly, my, my inclination, 
would be to say Chris Paul, but I would honestly, if I had to name one person other than Antonio, would be Harden. And the reason why I say Harden is, Harden is in the prime of his career. He is a superstar of superstars. He's just one of the select few who are at that level. And he had no moment of selfishness during the season. Whenever Chris Paul really wanted it, he would always acquiesce to it. Now, some people can say, well, that's just who he is, but he could easily say, this is my team. I'm going to shoot every shot and do that. And he didn't do that. That takes a, a lack of selfishness, which I think is not talked about enough. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it's going to be a little bit different this year because the narrative going into the season is that without Chris Paul, the Rockets don't make that run. The, the narrative is that Chris Paul played better during that playoff run. I don't know why you act like it's that, a narrative. These are facts. <laughs> I'm just saying, this, this is what's going through James Harden's head. I'm thinking as if I'm James Harden. He's the MVP. Of the league, the reigning MVP. Yeah. So coming into this next season, it might be a little bit different. Instead of him passing up a shot and give to Chris Paul, he might be like, you know, I want to prove to people that I'm the reason that this team is going hey, to get somewhere. As a Rocket fan, actually, I would like to see that. I don't want to see that. No, I want him to continue wanna, to do what he's doing. Well, I, w- I want to see that. So when it comes to the playoffs, because this is the thing, Chris Paul can't stay healthy. As a Rocket fan, we love him. That's great. But he's only getting older, and it's not like these injuries are going to go and, away. And that's – I did want to bring up a pickup that no one really is talking about as far as the Rockets are concerned. All I want the Rockets to do was to pick up a backup point guard, and they did that. Michael Carter-Williams, he's not going to light the world on fire. But if he can get other players involved and keep the ball out of James Harden's hands at certain moments – that is a huge pickup. Yeah. No one's talking about that pickup at all. Because if the Rockets, all I'm going to say is that the Rockets had at least a backup point guard in that Golden State Warriors game or a playmaker, they, they could have won, won the series. And you bring up a good point. I see him as a potential Rockets Sean Livingston. That's, that's why a, I see that's him, a great point. That's, that's, that's why I see him point. as best case scenario. As a Rocket fan, if he could play that role, it doesn't even mean he has to play every night. But what it means is when we call on you, can you perform? And we both, we're both high on Michael Carter. Yeah, when he first came, when he first came league, in the league, yes. Right. And I think in a team and playing with a player like Chris Paul, I still think he has some of those things that we were high on. Intelligence, ability to pass the ball. He can't shoot great, but that's fine. And there's another cat, the cat from USC, the rookie, Melton. Mm-hmm. Watch out for him. Yeah. That dude can ball. As far as with Michael Carter-Williams also, I do like the way that he would match up against the Golden State Warriors as well. You're talking about Go- as far as his length? His right? length and everything yeah. like that. Yes, that's going to be huge. I think that if he can get back, he was rookie of the year, right? Mm-hmm. That one year. If he can get back to that okay. form. That was a horrible rookie. <laughs> it was, it was, it was. Don't, don't get me wrong. But all, all I want him to do, he has good basketball IQ. Yeah. If he can just use that to his advantage, that's all he has to do. He doesn't have to go out there and be the man. He's going to come off the bench. If he can just come off the bench and distribute the ball and play defense, mm-hmm. that will be huge for this Houston Rocket team. Just huge. I mean, the way this team is built, I have compared the Houston Rockets to the New England Patriots a couple of times. As long as you don't you lose James Harden and you get other pieces around him, I think this team is going to be okay. Yeah, People are talking like they're going to fall to face the earth. If Carmelo comes in and he does not work out, I mean, he's done. He's gone. Yeah. It's just that simple. And the Rockets under Daryl Morey, they're going to find someone else who is willing to play that role. The Rockets have the formula right now to beat the Golden State Warriors. They know what they have to do to beat the Golden State Warriors. I know they have Boogie. That's that's in the future. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens in the future. If it just looks like they're unbeatable, 
than whenever. At least the Rockets did everything in their power to get better. Yeah. There was a point in time where we talked about the Golden State Warriors and we looked at other teams and we said, hey, man, why even try to get better? No one is even close to beating them. Well, the Rockets were close. They were real close. With the addition of Carmelo Anthony, if he can get along with D'Antoni, which I think they will be able to get along because of all the things See, we just I, named. I, I think they'll get along just fine. I don't think it has anything to do with them getting along or not getting along. Can Carmelo Anthony still who? That's what it comes down to. If it doesn't work out here, then he's a bum. It won't work out anywhere. That's why I think it's in his interest to make sure it works. Because if you're Carmelo, if it doesn't work out with the Rockets, pretty much everybody that comes here plays pretty decent. Think about it. Michael Beasley came here. He played okay. Uh, Josh Smith came here, had one of the biggest highlights of his career because the way the Rockets play is so free-flowing that you have a chance to shine. So if he comes here and looks like a bum, he's done. There, and there's not going to be another team that, unless he just goes on a team that has no aspirations to make the playoffs or anything like that, he's just there, he's to be then, there. But even then, why would you want him? I'd rather play younger guys and have some old bum. Well, you know, Carmelo, he's still sort of a draw. As far as attendance wise, you can, I mean, he is a little bit, you know, he can go somewhere, maybe a Nets team where they're looking for more attendance and that will be the, the thing for him. Bro, New York don't want him back. <laughs> don't do that. I'm, still, I'm not talking about New York. I talk about, well, it's pretty much the same thing. But you're absolutely right. If it, this is the best fit possible for Carmelo Anthony and his career. And, and what, to that point, I've been looking at projections, you know, they have the projections where everybody's going to be this season, you know, win-loss records. Everybody's projecting Rockets to lose about eight to ten more games, and some people as, far, as much as 15 more games than they lost last season. And I think anybody who watched the Rockets last season would know that this team has the potential to be better than last season's team. That doesn't mean they're going to win as many games. No, because the Western Conference, I believe, it got a little tougher. But the... The rhetoric out there is that the Rockets got worse and the Warriors got so much better. The Warriors became eons better. That's obvious. But I think the Rockets got a little better this offseason because they only lost one huge player. Mbamute didn't play a lot last season. And like we already said, he didn't play during the playoffs. They didn't get worse. The thing is, or what I think people are trying to say is that, can the Rockets duplicate the year they had last year? And that's going to be hard to do. Yeah, They relatively stayed healthy throughout the course of the year to the very end. I mean, they didn't have any big injuries. Yeah. They didn't have anybody out like, you know, Boston had a couple of players that were out for the season. Yeah. They didn't have anything like that. Can the Rockets come back next year and be a number one seat? That's going to be hard to do. They might not do that. But the Rockets, they're confident enough now to where if they're not a number one seat, I don't care if they're one through four, because just speaking. It can be anywhere from one through four. I'll be disappointed if they finish anywhere before, four, be below four. Yeah. But if they're one through four, they have proven they can go into Golden State or any other arena and beat that team. So it's the measure of the Rockets season from now on or when they lost to Golden State was, can they make it to the NBA Finals? Yeah. It's not going to be good enough anymore if they yes. go to, against Golden State and they lose in seven. Now, it's different for Golden State. Golden State they're going to be doing the same thing. They did the same thing last year. They were just cruise control mm-hmm. throughout the year. When they got to the playoffs, like, hey, let's turn it on. They turned it on. The Rockets were still there step for step, stride for stride. So if the Rockets can go into the playoffs healthy, they definitely have opportunity to win the finals. I, I agree. The thing for the Warriors, the Warriors is obviously they were on cruise control last season during the regular season. 
They ain't doing that this season. As much noise as they want to talk, they know they do not want to play another potential game seven in somebody else's house because it's looking bleak. So I think they're going to come out quicker, smarter, stronger, and they're not going to just throw games away like they did last season. I still think they're going to do the same thing because they did that last year no, and no, they no. were they were second. No, I agree with you. They're going to they're still going to be the Warriors, but I think there are moments during the season where they're going to turn it on 10 straight, 12 straight, and then relax. Unlike last season where they would maybe give you about eight. So you think they're going to want to have that number one seed next year? Yeah. They don't need to say that. It's not something where they need to say, this is our goal, but they're going to do it. That's just going to be what they're going to do. For the Rockets, the Rockets are going to come out and say, our goal is to get the number one seed again. Because they have to say things like that. The Warriors can say, well, we don't need to be the number one seed. We proved we don't need to be the number one seed last season. But I don't think they'll let it happen again. The Golden State Warriors, they're kind of in a tough situation right now. I want to say it's tough. That's kind of going overboard. Yeah. But they have Boogie Cousins now. Everybody expects him to be really good. Even better than that year they had where they were 73-9. and nine. Yeah. But the Warriors, they don't want to use all their energy throughout the season and then get to the playoffs and just fold, which is what happened in that season when they got to the finals. They kind of ran out of gas there at the end. So on the other side, we had the Rockets. You're right. It is important for the Rockets to get number one seed because they want to prove to themselves and prove to the fans they can do this again. Yeah. That last year wasn't a fluke because that's what some people are thinking. Last year was a fluke. He had D'Antoni. He had Chris Paul. He had James Harden. But I just the way this team is carrying itself especially with the addition of Chris Paul. Chris Paul, he's relentless in that aspect. He is already saying, you know, we are going to have to come back here next year and be better than we were the year before. He tried to get LeBron. That didn't work out. He got Carmelo. Because Chris Paul is there, I believe that he makes everybody around him better. Just look at what he left in L.A. The L.A. Clippers are nowhere near as good as they were without Chris Paul. Look at DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan is not as good as he was since Chris Paul left. I don't care. I know you love Blake Griffin, but he's not as good as he was since Chris Paul left. I don't know about that. He's not. I don't think he is. That's just me personally. I honestly think Chris Paul. It's a different conversation. I think Chris Paul stunned <laughs> Blake Griffin's growth. I truly believe that. No, I, I can I can agree with that. But you're right. That is another discussion for another day. Yeah. But the, James Harden and the Rockets, they're 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 well on their way. Um, I don't know if you heard about what James Harden did at a particular club. I think the club was in. <laughs> Was the club in Arizona? Yeah, it was or in Arizona. It was yeah. Arizona. So I guess him and his entourage were about to get into a little altercation. But uh, before you even say what happened, <laughs> you said James Harden and you said club. I so, mean, those two things go hand in hand, They're right? synonymous. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so he's there. More so strip clubs, though, right? That's Not just true. any old club. That's true. So he's there with his entourage. They're about to get into an altercation. I don't know the whole details, but I do know a, a young lady was there with her cell phone trying to record everything. James Harden takes the phone and throws it on top of a building. So I guess she gets upset. She starts, you know, blabbing at the mouth. Someone from his entourage gives her $200. He adds on to that and gives her $300. The story I hear is that she went on top of the building <laughs> <laughs> got the phone, immediately went to ER about her wrist being hurt, and then sold the video footage to TMZ. There are a couple questions. I <laughs> but first of all, let's just take her stories being 100% truthful. Let's just start off. Let's just say she's 100% telling the truth. This might sound callous, but why not just break the phone then? Why throw on the roof where she could go get it back? I don't understand. What are you thinking at that point? Just break the phone, pay for the phone, and dip. 
At that point, there's no video. She can say anything she wants to say, but now apparently there's been footage there. Come on, bro. Mm-hmm. James Harden yeah, is on a police re- a police report somewhere too. I mean, I'm well. cool with the police report because she's going to go there and make her report and say James Harden was there. But at this point, with there being some form of footage, if you looked at the footage, it's real hazy. You can kind of tell it's James Harden. But the fact that it's there is like, bro, if you really did throw the phone, just break it. Was she the only person there, though? I mean, in this day and age, you would think more people there are more people it. there are going to yeah. capture it. So it doesn't matter if you make, break one person's phone. <laughs> There's going to be other witnesses there that so saw the I'm same not an thing. Athlete. What it would be like, Chris seemed breaking. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it. I mean, in this day and age, people, I don't know if you saw the footage with um, Tiger Woods. So they showed a caption with Tiger Woods back in, I guess, 2002, taking a golf swing. And they showed a picture of the crowd. They're all just looking with their eyes. As opposed to today. When he takes a golf swing, oh, everybody has that. their cell that phones cell phone, up. Yeah. I mean, this is just a time in, that we live in. Everybody pulls out their cell phone for everything. You can be getting murdered by someone. You're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you can, let me, let me take a, <laughs> uh, let me take a video of this. Let me put it on Facebook Live. That's the, yeah. that's the age we live in today. Yeah. So James, you could have done whatever you wanted to, but there's someone else out there that's going to catch something eventually. Yeah. Because you just go, you go to the club too but much. But see, that's a good point. I wonder how we haven't heard more stories about James Harden. Because he seems to always be at the club. He had a story similar to this in Houston with Moses Malone Jr., uh, where apparently Moses Malone Jr. accused him at V-Live. V-Live is a strip club that's now closed. Now, how I know all this, don't ask me no questions. I just know. I'll actually ask you after the show. I'll actually ask you after the nah, show. But, so the V-Live is closed now, but he was at a strip club, apparently got into some argument, and Moses Malone Jr. says that Harden and his boys, Harden got his boys to beat him up. So this isn't the first time Harden has had an incident after the club where his boys are doing something that they shouldn't be doing. When well, you hear the story, are you surprised? I'm just No, not. that's it. That's exactly it, though. James Harden, like you said, his name is synonymous with club. So it comes to a certain point where you're like, okay, I've heard this story before. You know, he's at the club all the time, yeah. as opposed to maybe someone that you don't see at the club all the time. If their story is linked to something that happens in the club, it's, it's news because, yeah. wow, you're associated. It's like Peyton Manning. If Peyton Manning <laughs> and his entourage was involved in the fight, that would make headline news because yeah. no one would expect that from Peyton Manning. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just I- I'm more so intrigued about the, the young lady that sold the information to TMZ and, and went to the ER and she's going to get paid. There's a lawsuit coming somewhere. Oh, you know it's coming. Uh, it just depends how much she wants to get paid. If she's not too greedy or selfish with it, she could probably get a good payday out of that. Yeah, she's going to get a good payday out of that. But you know the sad part? The same day that incident happens, Chris Paul has a tweet of where he's at. He's at Raw um, wrestling, watching wrestling with his kids. Oh, bro. Yeah, <laughs> so it just tells you, like, come on. At some point, James, is, I understand you're going to strip club, you're doing all that, but I'm afraid one day he's going to hurt his career doing that because he's getting older now. How old is he, 28, 29? I, there, there are some people that can do that. When, I, when you say that, I immediately think of Michael Irving. Michael Irving was known as the party king, but when it's time to play football on Sundays, he was there. Yeah. There are just some people who can do that with their lives. I think James Harden is the same way. I think he can do all that stuff, the partying and stuff, and come back and play and be as productive as he ever was. As far as some other players, hey, no. I've seen them. So they took a picture, what is it, like a week ago with his shirt off this mm-hmm. offseason. Homie's been eating. 
yeah, he he came into last year in shape. He doesn't look like he's coming <laughs> this season in shape. Homie's been eating. Once he got the MVP award, he was good. He's good. Hey man, there was what what year was that? It was the year that their uh, former head coach got fired. Oh, that's the year he was with Khloe Kardashian. Yeah, he came into uh, <laughs> he came in out of shape. Like he, other players were rumored to have been saying, "Hey, bro, you know you play professional basketball, right?" <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, he started off that year. He didn't start off well at all. Nope. But and then the following years, you see him being in shape. I hope he's not falling back. To that. To that. I don't think he is. I, like I said, Chris Paul is there. He's going to put him in check. Chris Paul, that's what Chris Paul was known for. People hate him, hated him in other places because of that as well. So right. I, I just hope. At the end of the day, Chris Paul can do what he has to do, but James Harden is the most talented person on this team. There's only so much James Harden can tell him. Because I can see Chris Paul yelling at Blake Griffin. But if they get into a heated debate, Chris Paul says, bro, I'm better than you. He can't do that to James Harden, though. Can't do it to James. James is looking like he's like he's crazy, which is why James needs to get in shape by himself because there's only so much that Chris Paul can tell him. But the thing is, is that Chris Paul is going to tell him. Chris Paul is going to get in his face. I've seen instances last year where Chris Paul kind of looked at James Harden like, bro, that's not how things are going to go here. There has been nobody else that has done that to James Harden since James Harden has been a rocket. Yeah. Coach or otherwise. Patrick Beverly maybe the closest Mm-hmm. To be like getting James Harden here and say, hey, this is what you have to do. But at least Chris Paul is in the vicinity. He's an all-star. I'm an all-star too, bro. Okay. You need me as much as I need you. Yeah. I am your Pippin. Yeah. If you understand that, we can go somewhere. Yeah. I need you to get your ass in shape and stay <laughs> in shape. <laughs> we need that, James Harden. Yeah. All right. So let's let's transition here. Let's talk a little bit of uh, NFL right now. There are a lot of quarterbacks going into this next season that I feel have to prove something. Who do you think is the quarterback that more so has to prove something the most? For me, number one is really simple. You probably wouldn't think of it. It's Andrew Luck for me. Really? Because Andrew Luck's hype, I don't know if you remember this, in the last 20 years, if I had to name players coming to the league with so much hype, it would be LeBron, you got uh, Sidney Crosby in the NHL, um, you have Bryce Harper in the MLB. I was saying the NFL is probably Andrew Luck. I don't think he has to prove anything, though. For me, he just has to prove he can stay healthy. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. He literally has to prove he can stay healthy. It's not a joke anymore. If he gets hurt this season, you got to consider cutting ties if you're the Colts because you can't have another dead season with a quarterback not playing. So I guess you were thinking numbers. I'm saying, bro, stay healthy because we know what he can do when he's on the field. But if you can't stay healthy, you can't play. Hmm. So that's my number one. Definitely Andrew Luck. Hmm. I wasn't really thinking of it that way as far as staying healthy. I don't think he necessarily, as far as performance-wise, has to prove anything else. I almost feel like it's already a given that if he is healthy, he is going to get back to form. But that if is not a normal if. It's not. It's not. But my quarterback, I don't have a number one quarterback. I kind of have a list of quarterbacks that definitely has something to prove the upcoming season. You have Kirk Cousins. I think he definitely has something to prove. He played in Washington for however so years he was there. He was franchise tag year after year because really and truly the Washington Redskins wanted to see more. And they never really got to see more. Yeah. Kirk Cousins has always been in this in-between place. Now he's in Minnesota. Expectations are high. They already feel like they have upgraded at that position. You have a good defense. Now it's time for Kirk Cousins to perform. Yeah. 
that team is Super Bowl or bust. Whether you want to believe it or not, if they don't go to a Super Bowl, it's been the bust. And that's all on the shoulders of Kirk Cousins. I, I didn't name him as my number one. I agree with you. He has a lot to prove. But watching him in Washington, in my opinion, he's he's a good quarterback. And in Washington, they never built a team around him. They just were basically trying to see year by year if they can just get away with paying him that money. And he always performed pretty good. Now he's going to a, I thought a, he was I thought he was decent. No, he was always really good. He was always playing like an elite quarterback. He just I don't, know, then, I don't think he was elite, bro. Well, number wise, as far as his numbers, he's getting four thousand yard four thousand yard seasons constantly. Um his turnover ratio compared to touchdown ratio was always in his favor. He was always a really good quarterback. It was obvious. The team just wasn't good. Minnesota's stacked. So when I, I didn't even consider him. I know he's going to perform well. He's going to be what he is. But I still think he has something to prove. He came from Washington. If Washington was as sold on him as you are, yeah. he would still be a Redskin right now. Well, I don't think Washington knows what they're doing. I, I can agree with that as well. But because of the scenario, Kirk Cousins definitely has something to prove. Yeah. Now, the other quarterback, the quarterback he replaced in Case Keenum going to Denver, he mm-hmm. definitely has something to prove too as well. I mean, this guy, doesn't matter what he does, he can go in, win playoff games, lead his team to playoff appearances. Yeah. He's going to get shit because no one really believes that he is the man. He is looked upon as a backup quarterback. He's a journeyman. Right, exactly. Yeah. So going into Denver, he definitely has something to prove to everybody. There are a lot of people out there, especially here in Houston, that are on his bandwagon and that want to see him succeed. I want to see him succeed as well because – it's almost like what happened to Tim Tebow. He went to Denver. He won a playoff game. He got dismantled against the Patriots. He did. Yeah. But the next following year, they're like, hey, we got to get someone else. And I think that's when they got Peyton Manning mm-hmm. to replace him. So same thing with Case. You know, he didn't look great in that game. The game they won. He didn't look great. Let's put it out there. He didn't. But I feel like he earned the right to still be the starting quarterback there. Now, don't get me wrong. If you have an opportunity to make your team better, you go and do that. So Case right now in Denver. You have a lot to prove to everybody out there. Oh, yeah, he definitely has a lot to prove. He doesn't have a lot of tools to do it. I'm smart defensive wise, as far as the team wise. Well, but he, he does. He does have still uh, Demetrius the, the, uh, the Thomas. Thomas. Demetrius, he says Demetrius Thomas. The defense is still a solid defense. Uh, I actually looked to a quarterback in that division that Philip Rivers. I don't think he has anything to prove. Well, I think the, the team, the team as a whole. Okay, the, I, has I, more I, to prove that. than Philip Rivers. That, okay, I because there that. have been seasons where Philip Rivers has had phenomenal years, but and the team didn't show but up. It, this is the thing with Philip Rivers, though. He always seems to start off seasons kind of slow, and the then he team picks in it general up. does, well, though. But, it's, but it's, you put it's, it on the quarterback, right? 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 Because in my opinion, I thought for years he's better than Eli Manning, but Eli Manning has two Super Bowl rings. No, he's better than Eli Manning. I mean, I, I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. He's better than Eli. The number, the Super Bowl rings say otherwise, but I agree with you. I think he's better than Eli Manning. But at some point, you got to show me something. Do something. Uh, and he needs to lead that team, in, in my opinion, to a playoffs. He's getting older. He's not a young man anymore. He needs to lead that team to a playoffs like he did earlier in his career. But remember, earlier in his career, his teams were stacked. And he didn't really blow them games. He didn't lose them games, but he's not really winning them games right now either. So he's at a weird place in his career where I'm thinking, you got to do something else to really yeah. bolster yourself. I agree with you. I kind of think he's past that point now, though. I wouldn't put him as in that category as, let's just say, top five quarterbacks who have something to prove. Yeah, He does have something to prove, but not so much more so than other quarterbacks, I believe. I think that's where you've kind of given up on him. 
as far as having a lot of people have, and that's my point. Because my, what you I see, what I you haven't. see is what you get with him almost. It, yeah. Until the quarterbacks I'm naming, they have something to prove from the regular season mm-hmm. on up. If the San Diego Chargers, they're still San Diego, right? Or they're yeah. in LA now. Where are they at now? Uh, I think they're in LA now. They're in LA. They're in LA. They're the LA Chargers. Yeah. So they go to the playoffs. He has something to prove to me in the playoffs more so than a regular season. Okay. He's hey. he's been around so long now. He doesn't have anything really else to prove in a regular season. I, I can give you that. I can give you the one that the, my true number two quarterback is a quarterback that not a lot of people know. Ryan Tannehill. For my end. Oh, man. I'm, I, I, he's, if you think I'm done with Phillip Rivers, <laughs> <laughs> I am done with Ryan Tannehill. He's, he's proven to be garbage but, to me. Okay. He has, he has nothing to hands, prove. Right? No, 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 no. I can't even believe you brought this man's name wait, up. This is why I brought him up. So earlier this week, I don't know if you heard about it. They had practice. And when people talk about Ryan Tannehill, they always talk about him not being boisterous, not really being a leader. Rookie uh, running back comes into the huddle. He doesn't pick up a block. Tannehill goes off, kicks him out. He's been more vocal this summer. I think he may be poised to have a good season. Well, this year he has to do it, obviously. When I heard that, he's clearly making a conscious effort to not just be the quarterback, but to be the leader of the football team. So I give him a shot at doing that this year. I'm lost for words (laughs) right now. He has nothing to prove to me. Like you said, it will well, be more of a surprise. It will be more of a surprise for me if he came into next season and he was anything that was productive. I've I've seen enough of Ryan Tannehill. I don't think that he is anywhere near top quarterbacks. I don't think he can ever get there. I don't care what he has to his uh, uh, benefit on that team. I just don't. So we're going to move on from Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> the next player that I think has definitely has something to prove this year, Dak Prescott. Definitely has something to prove coming up this next year. This is his third year in the league now. He's going to have Ezekiel Elliott back there. He has that offensive line. Des Bryant is gone. So now more of the blame is going to go on Dak Prescott if they lose games. And I think that this year, with the, the head coach also has a lot to prove as well. And with everything that's going on with Dak Prescott, this is the year. You have to step it up, bro. I felt like this is his make or break year. Who, I Dak said, Prescott? Dak Prescott. I, I know. I don't know if it's make no, or no, break No, no, no. I've heard people say that. Like, why would it be his make or break year? I think if he can have a good season this year, when it comes to evaluating quarterbacks, other than maybe like Doug Flutie or a couple other quarterbacks, yeah. once you pass that third year, if you don't have a good year, you've pretty much written your book. You're, you're not an elite quarterback. I can't see Dak Prescott, if he does not have a good year this year with the way things are set up. He does have a lot of things against him. I, I do believe that. But if he doesn't have a good year this year, I think the, the book is, is written on him. I disagree. Only from the standpoint of, I think they have a bad year. Jason Garrett gets fired. And he has a chance to redeem himself with another uh, offensive coordinator, another head coach. I just don't see it being as a make or break year for him because he's just been a steady hand. I don't, I don't see him as ever being an elite quarterback. I think he's just a steady hand on a good team that can make plays to win you a Super Bowl. That's what I see him as. He can have a, a a fantastic run. Remember when Joe Flacco had his run and everybody's saying, is he elite? Is he not? I see him more like Joe Flacco. Where, I, I don't think he's as good as Joe Flacco. Well, I think he has that potential. I haven't seen the potential. That's I me. I have, he's I've made seen, enough clutch plays I've in his seen career. Him, okay, for, Joe Flacco never came across to me as a quarterback who manages games. 
He is a big time he's quarterback. Not. He's not. He's, and he's, that's the way I see that. What, what Joe Flacco does, he keeps you in the game until the fourth quarter, then he wins you the game in right. the fourth quarter. I can see Dak Prescott being. I, that I can't see that. I can't see Dak. That Prescott. means you think he's garbage. Then no, why no, is he starting? I think. Then? I think that his best right now, for what I've seen, what yeah. he can be at best is a game manager. That's what that's, I've seen. That's hard. I have not seen him Cowboy go out Nation, there. Y'all listening? Because <laughs> I'm a Texas fan. That is harsh. I have not seen him go out there and win a game for the Cowboys. He has. I have and not seen it. And he did. He won games. He had a game-winning touchdown in, uh, okay. in overtime. But that, that was – no. When you talk about Dak Prescott, it's almost like you can't talk about Dak Prescott without talking about Ezekiel Elliott. Without Ezekiel Elliott in those games – they don't win those games. Uh, he, he had some I good games in his rookie year. I can't, I can't do that to him. And I know this because I had him and Zeke on the fantasy league. So I know he, he was, had some good He was games. putting up some numbers. Put he, up some was, numbers. he was. I still think that this is a make or break year for Dak Prescott. It's his third year in the league. They, did, they got rid of Des Bryant for a couple of reasons. And it was for me to see Dak Prescott evolve as a quarterback. Yeah. And that's exactly what they did. If he can't do it this year, it's going to be hard for me to think that he can do it in any other league of the year. I, I just can't call a player who's had that type of success early on in his career this year being a make or break. Well, the, the, the argument is not necessarily a make or break. That's just what I think. But I do necessarily think he has something to prove this year. And if you can say that about him this year, then, yeah, you, you can't say it's a make or break year for him this I, year. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That, if that's the pin you have, that's cool. What I'm saying when I look at Dak Prescott, I can't even put him in a list of something to prove because I just think we've seen who he is. He's a steady quarterback who can win you games if your defense is good enough to get you to but that But there point. are people that think he's greater than that. Like there who? Are, who, but who, who thinks there, that? there are Cowboy fans that think that he could be better than that. So there are Cowboy fans who, who are delusional is what you're saying. Oh, always. <laughs> we have one on this show, on this podcast. <laughs> He is a very delusional Cowboy fan. But there are people that think that Dak Prescott can be an elite quarterback. Um, I Right now, I I see him more as a game manager than anything. And that's not really a bad thing. I'm not, you, I'm not, let's be clear. But when you say game manager, so when I talk about game managers, there are certain game managers out there like, okay, like a backup quarterback game manager. But then there's your then there's, Joe Flacco's who's at the – the top of that scale, who's close to really just being an elite quarterback. I think I that's where— I don't necessarily think Joe Flacco was close to being an elite quarterback. I think he was. And I, I, think I don't think—I right I think Joe Flacco is kind of a bad example. I don't even look at him as being a game manager. I just think that he is—he's so inconsistent. You know, there's some games he looks elite. Then there's some games he looks like he is trash. More so in the previous years, he's looked more trash than elite to me. Yeah, yeah. But during his run— Especially that playoff run, he had some big time throws. He was an elite quarterback during that stretch. Well, he has an elite arm. He no does. doubt about no that. No doubt. He has a big and time Dak arm. Dak Prescott does not have an elite he arm. Dak Prescott does not have an elite arm. But the reason why I'm comparing those two players is because I think they, Dak Prescott knows how to win. At least from what I've seen, he knows how to win games if you put him in a position. And I, I don't call that a game manager. A game manager knows See, how I haven't not to seen lose. That. I have, so that's I've what seen a game that. manager does. See, they're not going to lose you the game, but they're not going to win you the game. Yes, Dak I haven't seen that. I, he has to come into this season. He has to prove to me that he can win games for the Dallas Cowboys this year. And what I mean by that is not just a game here or there. They have to go to the playoffs. Okay. That's what I think he has to prove to this organization because it's the Dallas Cowboys. So I don't want to go too far off topic, but I want to ask you this. then: <laughs> Coming into this season in the NFC East, do you think he's a better quarterback than Eli Manning or no? 
No, he's not. I mean, oh, no, no, going to this year? Just this season. I'm not talking about their careers. Just coming into this season. Because I really want to rank the quarterbacks in the NFC East if we're going to do that. It sounds like you were putting Dak Prescott in last place. That's a good question as far as comparing it to Eli Manning. Because if someone told me who's going to have if, – if I told you that this person have a great year this year mm-hmm. and this person have a terrible year this year, I wouldn't know who to pick. Mm-hmm. Eli Manning has – he's going to have Odell Beckham back. Yeah. He has a running back back there now that I think is going to be greatness. Yeah. Then you have Dak Prescott. He has Ezekiel Elliott back there. He has a great offensive line. So that would be hard for me to say who's going to be great okay. or not. And- but as far as who's better going into this season, I yeah. really just think it's a toss-up. I really do. Okay. Dak Prescott has not, and I, I can't discount everything that Eli has done yeah. in previous years because I know what he's capable of. Okay, so take Carson Wentz out of it. If he's healthy, he's clearly the best quarterback. Then what about Alex Smith? I think Alex Smith is Alex Smith is what Dak Prescott wants to be. Wow. Ale, no, no, no. <laughs> Alex Smith is a. I think Alex Smith is a good quarterback. He is a high level game manager. Not only that, though, he can win you games. He's only a high-level game manager because of the position that he's put into. In KC, when they let him rip it, he showed that he can rip it. But in KC, for some reason, they wanted him to be a game manager. Well, they let him rip it at moments, but I think he's been a game manager for so long, he only knows he doesn't really know how to do it. If he would have came into the league and, and someone told him, go out there and rip it. He could definitely well, do that. Well, the problem is he came into the league and somebody did tell him to go out there and rip it. And he did rip it up. <laughs> but not for good reasons. But, yeah. But it's a Harbaugh game. When he, when he was in San Francisco, he was a game manager there as well. Harbaugh wanted to run the ball, and they played off a good defense. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Same Until he had in, that big game versus yes. the Saints in the playoffs. That yes. game changed everything. Yeah, so that's I'm not knocking Dak Prescott when I say that. That's just what I see in Dak Prescott. I think he can get to that level. I think he can be a high-level game manager. That's what I've seen. I haven't just seen him go out there and, and just put all the weight on his shoulder and say, go out there and win this football game. What that means is, if they don't have Ezekiel Elliott, there's no way on earth that I think the Dallas Cowboys are even sniffing so, the playoffs. So just to be clear for our Cowboy fans who listen out there, you're saying there is no way in his career where he could be a top-five quarterback. A top-five quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> Look at his eyes. Why are you... <laughs> I'm sorry, but no. Based on my reaction, yes, I'll have to say no. I don't think that Dak Prescott can be a top five quarterback. I mean, the impression I got from Deshaun Watson and the impression I got from Dak Prescott coming in. Yes, when Dak Prescott came in, he was very impressive. Don't get me wrong. He was an impressive rookie. I was like, wow, this guy's a lot better than I thought. Yeah. But when you see Deshaun Watson, you're like, this guy has the ability to be elite. To be elite. Yeah. I never thought that about Dak Prescott. I I saw shades of it, but the difference is I just think John Watts is a better player. I, I, I do think that Dak Prescott has the ability to become an elite quarterback. I do think that's possible. I agree with you from the standpoint of I, I don't think it's a big window. I don't think it's it, – it happens in the next two or three years. You're saying next season is make or break. I'm saying the next two or three seasons won't. Well, th- this is part of the reason why I say next season make or break. You're right. If Dak Prescott goes into this season, he has a subpar year, the Cowboys don't make the playoffs, you can see Jason Garrett being fired. Depending on whoever comes in to replace him, that might set Dak Prescott back even more. It just depends on who comes there. So that's why I feel like if Jason Garrett, who has been thought to be an offensive guru, right, at some point, if he can't do it right now, 
then whoever comes in in, in afterwards, mm-hmm. I can't see them having much hope to do it with Dak Prescott either. Okay. So that's why I think he has something to prove. Can I name two more quarterbacks? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I have another quarterback too. Uh, one of them is Jimmy Garoppolo. He's coming to the season with hype that I think he's overrated. I don't necessarily that's, that's what I'm say. Saying. I don't necessarily think he has something to prove though. Well, he does though. He's coming to the season. People are saying, "Oh, he potential to be better than Brady." I mean, are you crazy? I don't this think he has think... had how many games? Yeah, but I think if he has a bad year this year, then the next season. He would have something to prove. Okay. I still think the jury's out on Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's going to have a phenomenal year. And it's not because I of. I think Kyle Shanahan's going to exactly, have a year. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's guy. not. But if you put Kyle Shanahan with any quarterback, they have had pretty good years. I'm telling you. I, I honestly think if Kyle Shanahan had two months with me, <laughs> bro, I'm not playing. Because he, he just makes cats look good. His His system. It's 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 like a well-oiled machine. That's why when Atlanta lost him, I was like, their offense is not going to be as good as it was. Yeah, it just wasn't. Yeah, but I I think that Jimmy Garoppolo he is definitely an overrated quarterback right now. And in that aspect, I guess he does have something to prove mm-hmm. to prove to people that it's not just hype that he really is that good. He yeah. thinks he's better than Tom Brady. That's what he said. He said I mean, he's he always can, thought he can, he's better he can, than Tom Brady. You can think that. You can surely think that. You know what I'm saying? But. The reality is the reality. It is. All right, then. They got some females out there think they look like Beyonce. But, <laughs> but the reality, reality is the reality. <laughs> <laughs> so another quarterback I definitely think has something to prove this year. You're a big fan of him. I, I you know, I'm up and down with, with Cam. Oh, my. I think Cam. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't do, do that. Either. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Cam Newton definitely has something to prove this year. And I think it's more so. Because of the way things have started this year to anything, Cam Newton, when you look at Cam and you look at the way he he's built, if you didn't know anything about any of these quarterbacks in the league today, most people will draft Cam Newton number, number one. That's because of his appearance. He looks like the greatest quarterback ever in the league, but he's not even a top five quarterback right now in the league. How long has he been in the league now? Five, six seasons now? I think it's been a bit more than that. I think it's a little bit more than that. Maybe more, man. But you would think he was drafted number one overall. Mm -hmm. You would think at this point, you would say he's a top five quarterback. And I don't even think it's close. He's not even close to being a top five quarterback. How many good receivers can you name that he's thrown to? Okay, but I think that's a part of it, though. It is. But look, this this is what I want to say, though. I think that it's. For the receiver themselves, that's more of an argument. If you're a receiver and you're running a route and the quarterback doesn't get the ball don't do in it your – I'm just saying, yourself. if they don't get the ball do where, it they, where it needs to be, don't do it to that's yourself. more so on no, the quarterback sir. than a wide receiver. But if you are if you are a quarterback and you have wide receivers out there, look at Tom Brady. I know he's the, the top of the top, but the only wide receiver that you can really just name that he has had – that has been an elite wide receiver is Randy Boss. That's it. There's no other wide receiver. Look at Aaron Rodgers. The only wide receiver that you can come close to saying that about him is Jordy Nelson. That's it. He has good receivers who get open. Cam Newton doesn't even have that. The only receiver he's thrown to where it's like this. So are you right now? Are you right now saying that Cam Newton is a top five I didn't say quarterback? That. I didn't say that. based off of what he did last season. No. But he's had seasons where he was a top five. So you don't think he has something to prove this year? 
I, I just don't put him on that list. I mean, I would hope he has a better season, but didn't they make the playoffs last season? They made the playoffs they last made year. The playoffs, I, right? I want to say that, that that division had three playoff and they, teams, right? And he had a really good playoff game, but then they played the Saints, and they lost on the last drive or something like that. He had a good season. I still I think know, he what, has what something to prove. You, what? Well, be, because of who he is. Cam Newton is a superstar. It, but it's not because of his play on the field. It I is think, because I think, of his play. I think, He's gotten to a Super Bowl and was an overall league MVP. He was. What does he that was. prove? He he wants to win a championship, and he he was close to doing well. He, they got smacked. By they the got Broncos. they got smacked pretty they hard. Got smacked by, by the Broncos, yeah. But he got to the big game. There are a lot of good quarterbacks out there who haven't even gotten to the big game. That's true. And let's be clear: even though the defense was really good that season during the playoffs, Cam Newton was on fire. I still think he has something to prove this year. You cannot go into a season as Cam Newton and not try to prove to everybody that you're a top five quarterback. For me, the fact that you have Dak Prescott and Cam Newton both on the list together is an assault to to Cam Newton. Like I, I can't even take you seriously right now, bro. Cam Newton and Dak Prescott are not in the same category. Let me put that. No, right that's there. obvious. I'm saying. You so can, why you are can, we? You, both- can, you could you could be a good quarterback. You could be a great quarterback, and still have something to prove the following year. It just depends on what that is exactly. Cam Newton doesn't have to prove anything to me in a regular season. That's that's not it. If once he gets to the playoffs. Can he lead that Panthers team to the Super Bowl and win that Super Bowl? Because the narrative is with quarterbacks that are like like him, you can't win at all with quarterbacks like him. Cam Newton is very mobile. He can um, run around the field as much you know as he wants to. But we're going to get into this topic later. But as far as his quarterback IQ, people don't look at it as being up there. So I think in that aspect, he has something to prove this year. We'll get to Cam Newton. I'll, just, I'll, I'll hold off on that because I, I can't even do it, man. I know, I know. You're like it's like Nick Wright and LeBron James. That's how you no, are with no, Cam no, Newton. It's, it's, not, it's not that way. He's just, he, I just people all every single season want to pick something at him. I'm not, even, I'm, not, I'm not picking anything at him. I uh, I love Cam Newton. We've had conversations about Cam. I love Cam Newton so much that I feel like he should at this point in his career. He should be a top five quarterback. That's just how I feel. He is not that different from, um, what's this guy's name? Um, Wilson. Him and Wilson have similar skill sets. Yeah. It's just that to me, Wilson has a better football IQ than Cam Newton. I think Wilson's has had a better team. Well, that is also true. Period. That is also true. There's nothing else to it. No, 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 no. For that, for that Super Bowl run, I can agree with you. But right now, if I'm starting a football team, I'm taking Wilson over Cam Newton. We'll, we'll we'll see after this season. No, I'm just saying, who'd you take? Who would you, who would you take, though? Cam, um, Cam Newton. The Legion of Boom is gone. We'll see how Wilson does without the Legion of Boom. Did they make the playoffs this last season? Uh, Seattle? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. No, I don't think they, they did. No, they did not. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just to let you know. I just, I'll clarify for you. They did not. The Legion of Boom is gone. We'll see how he does without them boys. Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than Cam Newton. I don't care what you, I know you love Cam. I love Cam, too. But Russell Wilson is definitely a better quarterback than um. Cam Newton. Because if you don't think Russell Wilson is a better... I, I think Cam Newton's a better quarterback. If you think I, that... I, just, I don't see why we're having this argument. Cam Newton was an NFL MVP, bro. Russell Wilson is nowhere near sniffing that. Because okay, look, look, okay, his team okay, okay. around him was better. Okay, so that means you think Cam Newton is a top five quarterback. If you think that Cam Newton is better than Russell Wilson, you obviously think that Cam well, Newton I think is a top five so quarterback. If, and if you combine his time in the career, with, if you add everything together, he has been top five. But I'm saying, based off of last season, brother was not top five. I'm not gonna play myself. So, he do you wasn't. think Russell Wilson was top five last year? He had a good year. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Well, I didn't say it was top five. I just said he had a good well, year. Okay, so obviously it's Aaron Rodgers. 
Tom Brady. I know how you feel about Big Ben, yeah. but most people will say that Big Ben's a better quarterback than Cam Newton. That's fine. You have Drew Brees, who yeah. I think is probably the most underrated quarterback in the league. No one brings up Drew Brees enough. He's an elite quarterback, and he's been an elite quarterback for years. Okay. So I just have to say his name out there. And then you have Russell Wilson. Those are the top <laughs> five quarterbacks in the league right now. We can talk about this in another podcast. I'm like just that. saying they we, are. We can do this in another podcast. Cam Newton is not even close to being wow. in that wow. discussion. This is blasphemy. It's so, blasphemy. And, and I'm not the only one that thinks this. No, you are the only one. No, that I'm not this. the only one that thinks this. <laughs> so Cam Newton has a lot to prove this year. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I, I like how you can say that. And just You can breathe and laugh. Just, I don't understand it. I'll let you get away with it just because Cam Newton's going to come up later. So I'll let you get away with it. Okay, so let's, let, we might as well just go ahead and talk about the next subject. Okay. Cam Newton and this Kelvin Can Benjamin I go in? thing. Let me go in on this go ahead. Go receiver. Ahead. <laughs> we know how much you Florida love. State. We know how much you, you love Cam. Bro, you are a bum. Kelvin Benjamin. I am faster than Kelvin Benjamin in church shoes. This wow. brother can't. This brother, he can't run by nobody. His route running ability is garbage. His hands are decent. You came into the league as a number one wide receiver, and he's done nothing. For you to assault the the man that is Superman in a football uniform and say he's not accurate, bro, you can't get open. Okay, just so we can get, get our listeners up to date. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Kelvin Benjamin had to say about um, Cam Newton. Truly, I just think Carolina was a bad fit for me. I, it was bad from the get-go. If you would have put me with any other quarterback, any other accurate quarterback, like uh, Aaron Rodgers or Eli Manning or Ben Roethlisberger, any other quarterback with knowledge that knows how to place a ball and give you a chance to catch the ball, it just felt like it wasn't a good uh, position. So he didn't really feel like he meshed with Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. He basically... In a nutshell, thinks that Cam Newton doesn't know how to throw the ball. He, he called him garbage. Basically. Basically called him garbage. Well, not, okay, look, look, look. But let me ask you this. Who's his quarterback in Buffalo? I have no idea. That's Exactly. <laughs> that should tell you something. He's a bum. Well, it should tell you a lot. If, nah, nah, if, you, don't, if he, you don't know, he's you don't know who is, he's, <laughs> no. It should tell you he's a bum. He doesn't know where he's at. <laughs> Bro, you're in Buffalo now. This is what usually happens, though. Let me tell you something right now. If you are a wide receiver and you go to another team and you just left Cam Newton, and you go to this new team and your quarterback is Brock Osweiler, you're going to be like, damn, I miss Cam Newton. <laughs> he didn't do that. That's the point. He went there and maybe this no-name quarterback was getting him the ball. No, that's, that's, this is he was point, like, though. damn, why couldn't Cam but, but do this that? This is why I'm making this point. We're in mini camp time now, right? We're, right? He's getting thrown the ball in practice. Right. Let the season start. That's all I'm saying. Let the season start. You'll be missing Cam. Let the season start. So – I do respect how Cam Newton was able to address Kevin Benjamin. Because he's a bum. <laughs> That's why he was able to address him respectfully. Look, I'm not saying that Kevin Benjamin should have put him on blast like that. I'm not even saying that. But it comes a point in time in your career where you just can't hold it in him. Look at Aaron Rodgers. He put his whole wide receiving core on blast pretty much. And he has a track record to do that. I'm just saying, though. He's Aaron Rodgers. He can do that. You know what he has proven. T- exactly. But look, you look at Cam. He's not the most accurate quarterback in the league. And he's nobody, not. But this is the thing, though. Nobody's really arguing that. It's It would be one thing if, let's say, Odell Beckham Jr. came out. Or Deshaun, uh, what's his name? Hopkins came out. A quarterback with, a, I mean, a wide receiver with a proven talent and ability to play in the league. Kelvin Benjamin hasn't even been able to stay healthy. Bro, Kelvin Benjamin 
in Cam Newton's MVP season, he you are not there. playing. Right. <laughs> that should tell you something. Maybe it's you. They shipped you out during the middle of a season where they made the playoffs to get rid of you. Nah, it wasn't Cam Newton, homeboy. It was you. You know why? <laughs> because you're a bum. <laughs> I don't know why he's talking to Cam Newton. Why? I don't understand it. Let's move on. Well, the, the same thing could be said for Cam. I mean, he said his piece to him face to face. He's still talking. He says some things about he wants players around him that are, I guess, loyal. I don't know what he said exactly. But, I mean, you've already said your piece, Cam. Cam Newton, he's going to continue to talk about this until he runs it into the ground. But you know why, though? Why does he have to do that? But let me tell you this. Kelvin Benjamin said his piece. What did Cam Newton do before the preseason? He walked up to him. Superman's coming up to you. You talking noise. Here comes Superman. What did Kelvin Benjamin do? He ain't say (laughs) He ain't say nothing. You know why? He was scared. That boy was scared. <laughs> he didn't want to say nothing. Come on, bro. You know how it is in sports. Eventually, when you go from one team to another, if you weren't satisfied with the players around you on that previous team, there are just some players that are going to speak their piece. Now, I don't, the way Kevin Benjamin went about doing it, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah. But there are some truths to both sides. I don't think Cam Newton is the most accurate quarterback in the league. I think that sometimes he does not put his receivers in the best positions to catch balls. Now, you're right, though. Kevin Benjamin is not an elite wide receiver <laughs> at all. Yeah. So he has no right to come out here and say the things he said about Cam Newton. But, no, that's kind of why I said that Cam Newton has a little bit to prove this year. Because he has to prove to people that he can get to a certain point again. I know it might be sad, but that's what he has but to the, prove. The reason why I disagree with you about the accuracy is, when you watch Carolina, more importantly, when you watch Cam Newton, almost every big throw he has is like, man, that's a tight window. Man, that's a tight yeah, window. Yeah, but he does. Because cats can't get open. The only time you ever see him throw open somebody is either they're really fast when he had 10 kid, or when he has a, a guy who can actually run routes in Olsen. Other than that, he's dealing with scrubs. So he has to put the ball not only in their chest, he has to put, he has to basically hand them the ball. And Kelvin Benjamin, he just he couldn't make any plays. Now I'm not look, I'm not sitting here and saying that Kevin Benjamin was a great receiver either. I'm not saying that. And maybe what somebody is saying is true. But from what I've seen, Cam Newton has not always been the most accurate quarterback. I'm not, I'm not, but I'm not really arguing that. But my point is this if Kelvin Benjamin was so enamored with this Buffalo team, he wouldn't say something like, Oh, I, I was, wasn't playing with Cam Newton, I've been great, but like, man, not playing with Peterman and Allen, the, the rookie, they're throwing the ball. He didn't say all that. He's still bitter because he knows his career. Is, I mean, this is, you're talking about make or break. This is your time. You want to talk all this news, you better come out here and ball this season. He better ball this season. If not, then he's, he's shown everybody in America that he's a scrub. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, since he opened his mouth and yeah. said what he said, now he definitely has to ball this year. If he does not, <laughs> and yeah, you're right. He's, he's probably done in the league. Um, he, he, but he's the same way. You look at him, the way he looks physically, you would think that he would materialize into an elite wide receiver. Yeah. And that just hasn't happened. So, we'll see how see, though. The, soccer, the, the drama will continue on, I, yeah. I guess. So, are they playing each other this year, do you know? I don't have to look into that to see if they're playing one another. So, the next thing I, we want to discuss is about athletes in general. In the past 20 years, which athletes do you think have moved the needle the most and that can mean a, a lot of things i guess when, when you say move the needle first thing i think about is 
just fan attention. And right. when I think moving the needles, having non-sports fans knowing who they are, in my opinion, number one's probably Tiger Woods. He's number one. Yeah, I mean, he, he's number one. From the standpoint of, I'm confident there. There are probably some people out there who are just straight up racist. Let's just call it like it is. But when they talk about Tiger, it has nothing to do with race. It's just like, bro, that's Tiger. And he's he ascends race. That's really what it's about. Whether or not you like him, love him, hate him, he just ascends anything you can think of. And he just moves the needle in a way you would never expect. I was watching. When they're playing the PGA Championships, I was watching everything. Whenever they would cut to another player, I'm like, bro, when we go go back to Tiger, because that's how exciting he is when he makes his putts. Especially, think about it. It's a golf ball going in a little hole. And they all have the same, pretty much the same swing. Exactly. The same everything. <laughs> it's just that he's Tiger doing it. And for some reason, when it's Tiger, the ball takes a little longer to go in. You know what I mean? It's like, why is the ball traveling so slow? And then it dips in. It's like, okay, it's Tiger. And the crowd just explodes and they roar. It's just it's incredible what he's been able to do, considering everything that's happened to him personally and how he's still able to move the needle into his 40s now. Mm-hmm. And, and after everything that he's been through, yeah. as well with the injuries and the personal problems. But what adds to his aura, though, is that he was able to win. Yeah. If he had gotten to this point and he wasn't winning, no Nobody one would care, would care about at it at all. <laughs> because of the level of dominance that he got to, that's why people care. Yeah. But he's definitely the number one needle mover yeah number two on my list over the neck over the past 20 years it would probably have to be lebron james mm-hmm. right yeah i say over the past 20 years mm-hmm. but i do think that if you go further than that what past 20 years is what 1998 Dang, right getting old bro yeah right so <laughs> um i i do think jordan i mean if you go further than that i think jordan is number two actually yeah he he just he transcended sports he got to a level that other athletes couldn't get to until he did it you yeah. know you were looking at uh, magic and bird they were trying to get to that level mm-hmm. then jordan comes in and he actually does get to that level i mean just look at his his shoes jordan's brand tells you all you need to know about michael jordan yep he started with nike then he just totally disassociate himself from Nike and now they're just Jordans. Yeah. He has no association with, he has a little bit with Nike but yeah, now still under the Nike right, brand. Right, but, but now they're just called Jordans. Jordan. Yes. Right. It's the Jordan I mean, they're, brand. They're the most popular shoe ever made yeah. as far as made from someone else. So I, I guess I want to say it's Michael. Even though it's not has been past 20 years a little bit yeah. it has to be Michael. You know who my number two is? It's completely random. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it for a while. It's The Rock. Think do you, about do you, it. Okay, so he is Think, but think about it though. Wrestling is not a sport. Wrestling is a sport. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Wrestling is a sport. Nobody ever talks about that. Wrestling is a sport. This he transcends wrestling and has gone to be the number one movie star in the entire planet. If that ain't moving the needle, I don't know what is. What makes this legitimate is if you actually look at The Rock as being a professional athlete. Which, don't get me wrong. No, 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 no. Okay, get me wrong. you better be he, careful right I, here. I'm try, that's, why I'm try, that's why I'm moving slowly. I'm moving slowly. And not only is he a professional athlete, but is he a professional athlete in a pro sport? The WWE is not a pro sport. All right, so I, I know you're going to do But this. I understand what you're let, saying. Let me, let me give you the definition of a sport. By the actual definition. A professional sport. Right, I'm going to tell you. Wait, wait. It's an activity involving physical exertion and skill 
in which an individual or a team competes against one another for entertainment. Wrestling is a sport as entertainment. What is it? The WWE World Wrestling Entertainment. What did The Rock call himself? I am the greatest entertainer there is. In that sport, he was. Because at the end of the day, if me and you are wrestling right now, and let's say in the contract, you're going to win the fight. Even though you win the actual wrestling fight, we're trying to put on a show. And I'm trying to outdo you even knowing that you're going to win the fight. The Rock looked better losing sometimes than winning. That's how much he was good at his sport. Don't play wrestling, bro. Look, I, I'm i one of the biggest Rock fans. You know that. Yeah. I, I love The Rock. But I cannot just put him in this category. I, I might have to think about it a little bit more. I think you put, you put some thought into this, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I feel like it got set up. But it's not a – it's a sport. But it's not a professional sport. How is because, it not a professional because, sport? So, to all my okay, wrestling this, fans, okay, okay, okay. get at me, man. So <laughs> maybe, maybe, cause maybe you're, you're okay. The question is, who moves the needle mm-hmm. the most for their sport? Yeah, right. Even if The Rock goes back to wrestling right now, it's not the same effect as a LeBron or Jordan or or Tiger Woods. I think you're you're more so saying so you- which which athlete has gone outside of their sport and been more influential. That's not what I'm saying, though. You don't go to a random, or maybe you go to a random Lakers game, right? You'll see a Kobe jerseys, things like that. But you go to any arena across the United States. When wrestling comes, there is at least 150 to 300 fans holding up when it's rock coming out. They have rock gear on. They have saying, is a rock going to show up? And every now and then you hear that song drop. You're like, oh, snap, he's here. The ratings skyrocket when he's there. When he just makes a, a video appearance. I don't see how you get, he's, it's clearly a sport. You seen that video of that one dude was talking, he was getting interviewed, and he said it's fake and he got slapped. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. That was hilarious. I just, you know, I love The Rock. I, I'll continue to say that because I don't want it to, to come across as if I don't love The Rock or Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. And I, I do think what he has done from the WWE to his uh, acting career is phenomenal. No one thought he would do that. Yeah. Like you said, he came from there and he is the number one draw as far as an actor. You, you think of other actors, Brad Pitt, Denzel Washington, yeah, Will he's, Smith. He's the you biggest would never, star in the world. Yeah, you would never think that would happen. I thought I wished the best for him. Yeah. But I didn't think he would be the number one actor ever. Yeah. But I just I just think that what you're talking about is different than what the question was. I just do. I don't see how. Because if, if you because when you brought the, up Jordan, though, if, what is if, the first if, thing you said? He created a brand. The shoes mm-hmm. that was outside of basketball. Yeah, there were basketball shoes, but he created a brand. And we more know him for the shoes. Mm-hmm. Young people nowadays say, oh, Jordan is the best. They don't know Jordan. They just know the shoes. With with The Rock, he was so electrifying. There may be people who forgot that he even wrestled, bro. They just but may how, know, only know him for but, the movies. But that, that's the point, though, too, though. There are people that don't know that he's a wrestler. There are some people out there, the younger generation, they look at him as solely being a movie star. Yeah. You can't do that with Tiger Woods or Michael Jordan. You can do because that with Jordan. You can't do it with there Jordan. There are little if, kids. If people, no, no, they're, no, 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 no. Because of his, because of his basketball no, shoes. That, there, there are people, there are more people that don't, that, that do not know The Rock was a wrestler than there are people that do not know Michael Jordan was a basketball that, player. I don't know if that's true. That's definitely true. There's, I don't know there's if that's no true. way. There's I don't no know way. if that's true. There's no way. Yeah. We're, we're talking about, look, when Tiger Woods leaves golf, the dent that he leaves in golf is humongous. Yeah. N- not so much Michael Jordan, but when he left initially, 
it, there was a hole there. When The Rock left the WWE, the WWE kept on clicking. But it ain't the same. It's not the same. It was but that's, never that's, the same. But that's to you, though. As far as the newer that's, generation. That's what somebody would say about Jordan leaving it to you. But that's but why the that's numbers, why, that's why the numbers look different. The numbers are not as I high haven't as they seen, were. I haven't seen the numbers well, specifically. I, I can tell you they're not as Based high. on what has gone on from, you know, different wrestlers. You know, you have John Cena. Um, you, you have, have other Roman, stars. You know, this yeah, different You have other stars ones. who have come. I get that. Just like you have LeBron. LeBron was number two, number three on your list. That should tell you more. I can. John Cena would be what number fifty on our list. If anything, if we were going to really create one, he'd be really deep down there. LeBron James I, is me definitely top five. I just wouldn't put any WWE wrestler in on the list because you're saying it's not a sport. It's a sport. Don't get me wrong. No, you're, saying, it's, it's like, you're saying it's not a professional sport. I don't think it's a professional sport. Okay. No, it's not. I mean, com- that's, a, a, that's, a, 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 that, for my definition, a professional sport has to be competitive. But there, it is there, there, there's no comp- no there's not there because, is competition no, 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 because no, no, no. they're whole okay I'll there's tell no you I'll break down to you why it's competitive no there are wrestlers everywhere mm-hmm. there's a reason why they have certain champions it's not just because you're the strongest it's because you are the best at put it on that show and competing because at the end of the day I can do a move to you but these cats make it look really crisp it's a sport I tell you right now I couldn't do it I'm not gonna be out there doing it the the competitive thing I'm talking about is in the actual sport itself. When they get into that ring, there's no real competitive compet- competition. There is competition. That's why because I Because no one knows. Because they both know who's going to win. They know who's going to win. But there's a certain way you can get there with flair and do it properly. That's the entertainment part of it. But that's what sports is. But sports is okay. entertainment. Okay, but, hey, but that's just what it is. But for it to be a professional sport, that's what makes the difference. Okay. How many times have we known the NBA champion coming into the season? Let's be real. How many times have we been stunned by an NBA champion? That's 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 the point. There there have been seasons. There have been seasons where we've taught that certain teams are going to win and they did not win. It's not just like we don't know, but but, we don't know. It's not scripted. That's that's okay. Let's put that word. Some people would argue with you. No, rigged is more of an appropriate word. Some people will say that's rigged, but it's not scripted. The WWE is scripted. Now, don't get me wrong. You make you make a great point. Don't get me wrong, but. There are some people that think like myself that want to put them into that category because it's it's not a professional sport. It's just not. See, that's why I disagree. It's a sport. Don't get me wrong. But, but I, if it, I don't understand the part of differentiation we call it a sport and <laughs> a professional sport. All I know is this. Coming into this last NBA season, everybody and their mama thought the Golden State Warriors are going to win. And what did the Rockets do? They put on a good match. They put on a good show. They're like, are they really going to beat them? Nah, we told you the Warriors are going to win. And they won. It happens in sports. Sports all the time. It is. The only difference is in the WWE, they're in on it. And there are people watching basketball tell you, bro, they're in on it. Ask Donahue. Ask the Kings. Well, we don't know for sure. Ask the Kings of whether or not they're in on it. The Kings and the Lakers, they'll tell you a different story. There's still a difference, though. They can be in on it, but there are players that play there that don't know that they're in on it. Maybe after the game, they're like, you know what? This was rigged. (laughs) But initially going into it, they're thinking they have – a chance to win. To me, that but, but isn't that worse? No, it is. But that's a different story. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a different story. I'm not debating that. Yeah. But all I'm saying is that in wrestling, professional wrestling, yeah, is scripted. No, everybody knows who's going to win. It's 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 but more we entertainment. We keep saying everybody. The fans don't know. Because I watched wrestling as a kid, you never the knew who people, was going to win. The people who are wrestling, that's fine. They know who's going to win. That's fine. But the fans don't. 
That's the whole point. I don't understand the point. I don't understand the point. I'm sorry. I mean, I just, I can't, I can't. (laughs) Look at me wrong. The Rock it's not a professional sport. That's that's what all boils down to. It's just that it's not a professional sport. Like if he was if he was actually a professional like wrestler, he went to the Olympics and wrestled. Because it's not it's not really wrestling. It's wrestling entertainment. It's different. It's like if there was someone from MMA so standpoint. Okay, so let me give you an example then. If me and you were playing dodgeball, dodgeball is a sport. It is a sport. So you're saying it's more of a sport. Than WWE. Okay. Well, then you just you because lost it's me because it's competitive. <laughs> it's <a> competitive. Because <laughs> you don't know who's going to win. It is. It is. It is. Okay. Oh. Let's let's just put the word I'm looking for is the competitive nature of it. Mm-hmm. There's no competitive nature. But that's where you, in that ring. But there is competitive nature because it's not just get into the result. It's how you get to the result. That's the entertainment part, though. No, but it's also the sport of it. That's the sport. If you suck at putting me in a headlock, you suck at putting me in a headlock. It's a sport. Can I make but my own move? There's no here? competitiveness in it, though. Because we already know who's going to win. No, it's scripted. They know who's going to win. But we as the fans don't. Some fans do. And the NBA. Some fans get but the script. The, Some fans get the script. Okay, that's fine. And, and, and they know and who's going to win. You know, the NBA, we all got the script. The Warriors are going to win. We all got the script. And this comes from a rocket space. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> We there is still hope that the Rockets might win, but I, look, don't get me wrong. I understand where you're going with this. I really do. I didn't even look at the Rock in that aspect. Maybe if I think about it a little bit more, he's definitely something. I just don't know if he falls in the category that you're placing him in. I don't know because if he was in this room right now and he's like, "Am I professional?" I'll be like, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> he's definitely professional. He's a professional. Um, in the ring and outside the ring as well. He's he's in the same category for me as LeBron James. Dwayne Johnson has done a phenomenal job as far as his image outside of the ring. I, I he's definitely something. Mm. Like maybe if you talk about the most influential yeah. athletes, he's definitely there. Okay, so they're but not. He's a, so he's, he's not, not a professional sport, but they're athletes. He's an athlete, of okay. course. Okay. He's of course an athlete. You can okay. you can be an athlete. But it's not a, a competitive sport. You know, people play sports for fun sometimes, right? It's almost like uh, bodybuilding. It's a sport. It is, right? It's a competitive sport. I don't know. I, <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? I don't know. You tell me. I'm confused. You didn't confuse me now. The, 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 I'm confused. It's not scripted. Is is professional wrestling scripted? Professional wrestling is script, scripted. <laughs> that's, that's, Why are you asking a question? We know because that's the whole point of everything. It's scripted, but that doesn't change the fact that it's a sport. Okay, look, 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 look. Okay, let's look. Okay, okay so yeah, let me ask, ask you this. Ask, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a okay. question. What's the, what was the question? What was the initial question? As Who, far as moving the needle, moving the needle, yeah. in what? In their sport? In their sport. I don't see how he is in this category. Wow. Like if he comes, if he comes back into the WWE. Don't get me wrong. It'll be a big thing. When he when he came back initially, yeah. it was a big thing for me. It was. But I don't think it, hey, it, let me be clear I don't think for, he moves the needle enough to put him in the category of a Tiger Woods, a LeBron James, or a Michael Jordan. You can argue that The Rock's personal image was built greater by what he did off from away from WWE. Than what he did in the WWE, but that's and that's, that's the difference. But pretty that's, much, that's the part of moving the needle. He was so good at his sport 
that he transcended it. That's that's but the, he that's a definition okay, okay, of look, 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 look. a needle mover. But he didn't. But this, this is the thing though. But for his sport though, that's that's not the argument. The argument is if if you're talking about just leaving your sport and going outside and doing something else, he's number one clearly. But because Michael Jordan, they did what they did in the NBA. LeBron mm-hmm. did what he did in the NBA. Tiger Woods is doing what he's doing. As far as playing golf. But let's be clear. All three of those guys, their image transcends the sport so much so that people who don't even know about the sport or follow it know about them. Okay, That's called this, moving the needle. Okay, but this, this is the thing. This thing. If if The Rock goes back and to the WWE, mm. it doesn't make that big of big news. It just doesn't. Well, I for, think for, for WWE fans, yes, it does. But outside of WWE, people who just look at him as an actor, they're like, if they initially looked him that way, they will not care so, that he's going back to WWE. I said I disagree with you. No. I think people who who are he's a he's a number one movie star in the world. He may not be the best actor, but as far as action movies, he's a number one movie star. If he goes back, all those fans are going to watch him. That's I fact. I don't think that's. I'm not saying they're going to be lifelong WWE fans, but they're going to watch him. A, a good chunk of them are going to watch him. It doesn't change what it does for WWE. That's my. It I, does, I, I guess. I guess is what it is moves the ratings up. It moves the needle. Mm. Okay, let's just say that that's true. But you're making this sound like he should be number one on this list, almost. I mean, the more I'm talking, the more <laughs> I think number one. The more I'm I, thinking I, about I him, like... I just, I, I think that, look, don't get me wrong. What he was able to do outside of WWE was great. It was huge. But he's more so... I can almost say that people might think he's more so known as an actor than he is as a WWE wrestler. I just... And I don't know if that means anything or that, not. That to me, that bolsters my argument more. I, I don't think it does because no other athlete does that. They well, do they it for the sport because they can't. That's the thing. He was so good. There's like I, I'm going to kill I, this and I'm going to kill that. No, no, no. I, I don't necessarily think he was. You say he was so good at that 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 made him a great actor. I don't look at it that way. Well, I think that's that's what made him a great actor. I don't think he would have been discovered in in no, that, any other format. That's true, but it's just like people saying. I think it hurts the argument to me because he can't. For for this, we, we disagree, yeah. but he can't go back to WWE. Yeah, and just bring all those fans with him. It, it, he just doesn't. I I, don't, I didn't say he's bring all of them, but he's going to bring a portion of them with him, mm-hmm. and that automatically transcends the sport. That's all I'm saying. You're saying it's not a sport, and that's fine. I just know if this brother's in the room right now. And he mm. turned to me and said, "This is a sport." I know my answer. It's would a be, sport. I'm not. Is this not? It's not a competitive sport. Wow, that's all I'm saying. Okay, this is. It's not competitive. It's not. People know who's going to win. I can't <laughs> believe we're talking about WWE right now. <laughs> I, I did not think it will evolve into this. I just. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Nice try, though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Guys, um, thank you so much to um, checking out the podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, please subscribe. Leave us some comments. Let us know what you thought. Um, you can uh, follow us on Podbean. Uh, that's newchannel.podbean.com. That's new channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L. Or you can just subscribe to us on our website. That's newchannelsports.com. I can't believe he came with this The Rock stuff. I just... Shout out to Red Nation. Bulls on parade. Yes, sir. Never settle. I got someone in there. Astros. Thanks for listening to the new Channel Sports Podcast. Leave comments. Please rate the podcast with five stars. And don't forget to subscribe.